Hey everyone, welcome to episode 182 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And it's just Randy this week. Happy Thanksgiving Anticipation Week. As far as I can tell, this isn't an actual holiday outside of my head, but it should be. There's no better time of the year than fall days, good food, family and friends, and a chance to recharge our batteries by refocusing on our blessings of another year. We view the mountain highs and the valley lows and realize that much of what we spend our time worrying about, or patting ourselves on the back over, weren't as good or as bad as we probably thought in the moment. Rather, as Christians, we look back and see the hand of God in our lives, and we begin to see a clearer picture of the hows and whys of life fit together for His plan in our lives. Sometimes, in the worst stretches of our lives, Thanksgiving can be the reset and perspective we need to get back on track. In case you missed it, I love Thanksgiving. I'm recording this at 10.45 p.m. on Tuesday in a community room at my aunt's condo on Marco Island in Florida. It's late, it's quiet, and I'm tired. But I am looking forward to a few days in the sun and sharing a bit of Thanksgiving with each of you right here in this week's podcast. All right, as always, before we begin, the last three weeks we journeyed through Musical Stories of Faith series. And maybe the idea that stuck with me most that Richard Hickam presented through that journey was a quote that left us with this challenge. It said, No work of art is more important than the Christian's own life, and every Christian is called upon to be an artist in this sense. They may have no gift of writing, no gift of composing or singing, but each person has the gift of creativity in terms of the way they live their life. In this sense, the Christian's life is to be an artwork. The Christian's life is to be a thing of truth and also a thing of beauty in the midst of a lost and despairing world. If you missed any of those three messages or podcast episodes along the way, I would suggest that you don't. Go back, find them, and you can do each of those online at hospitalchurch.org and on your mobile devices if you listen to the podcast with Apple and Google Podcasts. And of course, we're always streaming on Spotify. All right, on to this week, or last week as it were, November the 23rd, we looked at grace, gratitude, and generosity. The outline of this message read as follows. Where's the link between gratitude and generosity? It lies in a similar place as that space between having a great experience and telling someone about it. When we awaken to the enormity of the inexhaustible gift, we just may transform into a follower of Jesus, known for our generosity. Andy laid it out pretty quick, the direction we'd be headed, and pretty concisely with the idea of being transformed into a follower of Jesus, known for our generosity. I don't know about you, but that sounds really, really good. Who doesn't want to be known for their generosity? Because... We all know that we love to be on the receiving end of generosity. We look at those people and we're often amazed at how did they get to be so generous? Sometimes it takes us a while to go back and realize the magnitude of it. But when we do, we always look at that person as someone special. And so who doesn't want to be known for that? And no one does a message on those three G's quite like Annie McDonald. So my first bullet point today is, Watch Andy's message. You can swipe up in today's show notes and the link will be there to the message and do not miss it. I know I encourage you to do this every week because I think that there's value in hearing the message that this podcast is based on each week. 
And I know there's some of you that listen to the podcast that don't always or rarely or maybe never hear the originating message. But whether you are a lifelong Christian and a churchgoer or just a new-to-Jesus believer, this message contains indisputable truth and foundational principles that simply make life better. I've chosen three ideas that Andy shared in his message as we consider our generosity moving forward. All right, here we go. Number one, he said, But in the arena of saving grace, the grace God uses to bring us into his kingdom, our role is zero. Grace isn't 99.99999 God's. It is 100% God's grace. Our role, a little embarrassing, is that of a corpse. Corpses are really not part of the activity of life. There is no valid self-help course for a corpse. <laughs> that last part kind of made me laugh. And it's so true because there's so often times that we feel like we have to be involved. There has to be some credit that goes our way. Even if it's something as simple as, man, I made it through an entire morning worship time. I got up, I read my Bible, I prayed, I wasn't distracted, I didn't peek at Facebook or social media, I didn't turn on the TV to watch the news, I didn't take a shower first, I didn't do anything first. I spent my time with God and somehow we feel like, well, this is my part. I did something good and yes, we did something good, but that's not the point. And I always think we need to be reminded often of that fact because even though we know it, we've heard it so many times before, just being or just having that replanted into our brain and into who we are and to be totally dependent on God and realize that He is the only part that's played. He's the only player in the game is so, so important. Number two, he said, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so very much that even while we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's special favor, which is grace, that you've been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and we are seated with him in the heavenly realms all because we are one with Christ Jesus. You know, continuing to reinforce this, this this was part of the message that Paul wrote to Ephesus. And the way Andy pulled this all together, and again, just another realization and another confirmation that we were dead. I mean, this kind of brings that point home pretty hard. Not much you can do about anything when you're dead. And yet God raised us along with Jesus so that we can be alive and that should really propel us into a state of mind and into the way we live our life to be grateful for the grace and to be generous because we realize the magnitude of that gift. And then there lies in the problem. How do I do that? I want to do it. Sounds good. No, I should do it. This is biblical. And as a Christian, I believe in the Bible. And brings us to number three. He said, take my heart for I cannot give it. Keep it pure, for I cannot keep it for you. Save me in spite of myself, my weak, unchristlike self. Mold me, fashion me, raise me into a pure and holy atmosphere where the rich current of your love may flow through me. And I believe that that was a quote, and he had done that previously in a, a little prayer that he'd fashioned, and that was from Christ's Object Lessons. 
I think that was about a month or so ago, he said. And I remember him reading it at that time. And it was just as impactful as he read it and reviewed it with us again this week. And it just makes you realize again how important the A, that the principle of this is, and number two, how much we do need to be in worship together and sharing ideas together, sharing things we've read together, sharing what God has shared with us together, and to be in our Bibles and be into the Word to keep this all at the forefront, to make it easier and to make it more real each and every day to help us live through this and live to be the kind of people that are quick to extend grace and to be grateful for the grace we've been given and then to be generous because we realize that all of it is a gift and we've done nothing for it. These ideas and this message have just put me into a Thanksgiving in the eyes of God kind of mentality all this week and pretty much like never before. I've never felt like this as I've gone through my favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. I've been reevaluating much in my life through this lens and this lens of my resurrection with Christ and my salvation as a result of that gift, the way that Andy presented it this week. I have failed miserably at all three of these, at grace, at gratitude, and generosity on a regular, real, regular basis. And this message was just a much-needed reminder of how to remember our role, God's role, and that when we do that in the proper context and understanding, we become so engaged as Christians, and those three Gs begin to just flow naturally from us and our lives. And then people want to know why. Because it's not normal. It's not in our society. It's not in this world in large numbers. People want to know why because it's so rare. And when we realize, yeah, it's not easy, but in the same tone, it's not difficult. When we're engaged with God, it makes it a lot easier. All right. This week, one of our FHC takeaways asked the question of all the people you know, who most needs you? to practice generosity towards them. And I thought to myself, oof, what if that person that most needs me to practice generosity towards them is not someone that I particularly like or that I know and that I'm certainly not going to feel comfortable with or I'm not going to know how to engage them. I'm not going to understand their needs. I'm not going to understand their backstory. And I may very well just look past them, look through them, look around them and continue on. But what better time to look around and see who might be in need of our generosity the most. And as we go through this, we realize our own blessings. We allow our gratitude to move us to action and generosity. We pay it forward. And whether it's large or small to everyone we meet, think of the impact we have together. So what are you most thankful for during this past year? I just found that I'm grateful for so many things and so many people. God has worked on Randy in many ways this year, in situations, in feelings, areas of my heart that have seemed stagnant, no progress for a very long time, even through prayer and work going on and realizing issues. My blessings are many in those that I can see and no doubt innumerable in those that I cannot. I live for my girls and their love, for my family near and far that are always there when life happens. 
I'm amazed and blessed by my church, its staff, and the community of love and acceptance that my family is afforded by all that attend the hospital church. But I'm most thankful that God isn't done with Randy yet, and that he sends communicators like Andy McDonald, Jeff Sincomani, Richard Hickam, and all of our staff and members who have allowed themselves through speaking and preparing messages that God had for them and their stories and sharing of themselves and allowing themselves to be conduits of raising the name of Jesus high with the messages that reflect just how good he is. So much this year has been so good. So what are you thankful for? I would love to hear your thoughts, your stories of what God has done in your life. Christmas is going to be here before you know it, and it just so happens that Christmas this year falls on a Wednesday, which is podcast day. So send me your thankful list, your thankful story, your Bible texts of thanks, words of encouragement for someone else who just may not find themselves to be all that thankful or as thankful as they were hoping to be this year. Send them to me by December 21st, and I will include them in that week's podcast. And if we have enough, hint, hint, then I will create a special episode full of the hospital church's reasons to give thanks and provide hope for those who, again, might need just a little bolstering of the spirits. You can remain anonymous by sending me a text message. Our text number is not linked to any contact list. So it only shows as a number, not a name. I will have no idea who you are if you send me a text. But you can also reach out via voicemail or text to the same number, 407-965-1607. And as always, you can email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. The final message this week are from the ending of Andy's message. And he said, the truth is we, the entire human family, are God's children. There's not a person you will see, no one with whom you make even the most fleeting eye contact that doesn't matter to God. Each one infinitely valuable to Him. Each one God loves like no other. And you stand in a very special place. You really do. You have heard the good news. You've been brought to life by God's grace and your heart is filled to overflowing with gratitude for that grace. And now the generosity of God extended to you you want to let flow through you that you may extend that same generosity, that same grace to every other child of God. And as a way of saying thank you for all God has done for you to be generous with all your sisters and brothers in our God's human family. Be generous with all your sisters and brothers in our God's human family. Sounds good. Dare we dream. All right, upcoming this week, Christmas is directly in our sights and a new series is afoot. Unwrapping Joy will guide us into and through this season. So we're looking forward to that. All right, that is going to do it for this week. I am thankful to each of you that listen, discuss, and give me your opinions and affirmation in the lobby each week for sharing the podcast with others. And as always, do join us again next Wednesday for episode 185. Thank you for listening. And have an amazing Thanksgiving filled with and extending the grace, gratitude, and generosity that is the hallmark of God's people at the Hospital Church.